Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome to the show. When you think about trauma, what springs to mind? Is it something physical? Perhaps you broke a leg or you're dealing with some some bodily function that is not working well. It could be trauma from different types of abuse or it could be childhood trauma. And The last subject is something that I find very fascinating because I spoke about Carl Jung in previous episodes about how we carry this little bag of trauma, childhood trauma, around with us. And when we don't address that trauma, that can affect our adult life. And sometimes we don't realize that we have that trauma and we don't know what to do about it. Fortunately for us, there are coaches, healers, people who are available to help us deal with that trauma, and perhaps more importantly, help us address that we may be dealing with that trauma. My special guest today is someone who isn't necessarily a coach per se, but she's definitely a healer. She also works with coaches, healers, teachers, anyone who provides some sort of service to those who need it the most. Her name is Corel Richards, and she is the owner of In Divine Time Transformational Services. Please help me welcome Corel. Hey, Corel. Hello, Janie. I'm so glad you're here. I am too. I'm so excited. So just to explain that we've been trying to do this now for a couple of weeks. And and for whatever reason, it hasn't necessarily worked out. Well, mostly for my schedule. But Corel was very gracious in saying, you know, it's okay. It's okay because when the time is right, the time is right. And the whole idea of not rushing or feeling guilty because we weren't able to make it work. And so I'm so glad that we finally had that moment where we can get together and have that really good conversation. Yes, this is going to be a good one. 
Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm excited too. <laughs> so tell me, what is InDesign Time Transformational Services? So InDesign Time Transformational Service is my baby. And I say it's my baby because it's actually a representation of who I am and the things that I've gone through. And it's through my own experiences that I'm able to help anyone that shows up to ask for help. And I know that's something that's really hard for a lot of us is that that important step of asking for help. And it's near and dear to me because of the trauma that I've experienced myself, the emotional trauma, as well as the physical trauma that I've experienced. And I've made it my duty. And essentially, I know it's my mission as well. We question what is our purpose? And I know with definition that, yes, this is my purpose to help those that are going through different traumas to find a semblance of peace of mind. And I'm just excited that I'm able to share that with you guys today, as this is just, like I said, very near and dear to me. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, and, and so happy to hear that. And usually when we do anything that is so personal that we put our heart and soul into it, our passion into it, it's because it's something that has affected us in some way. And there's that deep desire to either make a difference, share your passion, offer some healing, some words of advice, and trying to help. At the end of the day, it's it's we're trying to help to the best of our abilities, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, there's this thing, I've always heard it, you know, who are the ones that are helping the healers? While the healers are healing, who is responsible? Who is the one that's supporting them? And I heard that answer really loudly in the last couple of weeks that I'm one of those people. And I, I, I will gladly take up that mantle only because being a healer myself, I, I've experienced the overwhelm. I've experienced the lack of boundary and how it can cause the overwhelm. I've experienced not being able to say no, because if we say no, we feel that guilt or shame that comes about because this is our responsibility and we're supposed to heal everybody. And the truth is, we don't necessarily heal anyone. The thing is that we, what we do is we actually facilitate everyone actually doing their own healing because all we really need is support most times. And if you have that soundboard, someone there that can hear what you're not saying, it makes for a great transformation. And that is what I'm so excited to do on a daily basis because we all need a little help sometimes. It's interesting you say that because I've actually experienced that myself where I'm talking to someone. It could be a counselor. It could be a friend. And it's that sounding board that you mentioned. I'll be talking about something and they're not really giving me anything, but at the end of the session or the conversation or whatever it is, I'll say, oh, thank you for help. Thank you for that. I really appreciate your help. And I've had people say, well, I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything. I was just here for you. But that's the thing is being seen, being heard, and being valued is so important because it makes us feel that we have a voice, you know, and that someone is is willing to listen to us. And, and I think that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, that is very true. 
I know from experience and also the people that I, I connect with on a daily basis, that is probably the biggest concern they've ever had is that they've never felt heard, seen, or understood. And I'm talking people in their 30s, 40s, 50s. So imagine living your life with people around you, but never truly ever felt like you've been seen or understood or even heard. It's sad, isn't it? It's very sad. And it, it's hard also to to put blame on anyone. And the thing is, it's not about a blame game or of sorts. It's just understanding that we all have our stuff, right? And it's hard to hear when there's so much chatter upstairs, right? So I'm sitting here and I'm hearing what the person is saying, and I'm also getting my own interpretation and my own struggles come up at the same time. So I then take it personally and then I get triggered and it's a whole debacle, (laughs) (laughs) right? So it's easy to say, you know, I'll just hold space for you, but how do I hold space for you as a healer if I have my own stuff going on, which is why I've made it my duty to hold space for these healers, teachers, coaches, whatever you name them, because it's hard for them to do their job if they still have that bag walking around with all that trauma and pain. Because what they're doing is essentially uprooting their own because they're triggered by their client and then they're giving advice based on how triggered they are. And it's almost like this perpetual cycle. And that's what I'm designed to, I would say, improve. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a choice in it at this point. I've, I've given up. I've stopped fighting and because I've recognized the more I resist it is the more that life is harder for me. So it has required me to speak up on things that may be uncomfortable at times, but owning the fact that there's some truth in it and it needs to be said. We are not perfect individuals. The person that you are hearing on the other side of this conversation, we are not perfect. But it's owning the imperfection and accepting that, yes, we are imperfect beings, And moving through that, that can open up the realms of possibilities that exist. I totally agree. And I want to touch on what you were saying about you had no choice. And it's true. I mean, people might think, well, yeah, you have a choice. You can say no and you can do something else. But it's being in your energy. When you are fully in your energy, it's where you feel that you belong. It's like you're you're coming home to this place that there's no time limits, there's no fight. You know, you don't have to fight against anything because it's there. And, you know, sometimes people feel that, well, I don't want to fight anymore, so I'm just going to surrender. And to me, sometimes, you know, I I just want to talk about a memory that just came up for me. Years and years and years ago, I was taking this yoga class. And I remember we were in, I think we were in Shavasana, which is, you know, like they call it, it's the, the corpse pose where you're just lying there and basically sleeping, but not sleeping. And I remember this instructor came around and she was lifting everybody's arm and dropping it to see, you know, how relaxed we were. And I guess I wasn't fully relaxed for her because she kept saying to me, you need to surrender, you need to surrender. And I, I was kind of ticked off and I stood up and it's like, nope, I'm not surrendering to you. And I left. Oh my God. (laughs) Because I felt that what she was telling me to surrender wasn't good for me. 
And I said, no, you're not telling me to surrender. I'm out of here. But at the same time, when you think about the word surrendering, you're not surrendering to anyone else. You're surrendering to yourself. As easy as that sounds, as simple as that sounds, it's the hardest thing, especially because of how we were conditioned. We were actually conditioned to surrender to others. So when I when she says to you, oh, surrender to yourself, you're like, oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> and that's because we have a hard time trusting ourselves. We have a really hard time trusting ourselves, but it's so easy for us to trust others, strangely enough. And I think, or I feel rather that if we were given the tools and the resources to trust our inner guidance as people, we would be so much further in this journey called life. A lot of things wouldn't have existed because there's a lot of ego that's just kind of circulating through life. And ego comes from the mind. If you're listening to your heart, if you're listening to your soul, most of the times it won't make sense. I will be <laughs> honest with you, it will not make sense to the logical mind. And that's probably the best time for you to go with it. We live in a crazy world. So if you're getting some crazy advice, maybe we should just go with it and see how that goes. <laughs> because the, the regular advice is just not working right now. <laughs> advice from the mind, the logical mind is just not working for us right now. So let's see what's coming from the heart and trust that that is enough. You know, that we are enough. The information flowing through us is enough. I think about the Enneagram, you know, and for those who perhaps aren't familiar with it, it's not a personality thing, but they, they do talk about that there's nine different types and each three are divided into head, heart, and gut, right? So, of course, the head is all very logic the heart is is basically the heart, and of course, the gut is the gut. And you know, you you hear about well, I'm just going to go with my gut. It's like your gut is a second brain, and it's that intuition sometimes that comes up, and and it's that little spidey sense or that little niggling something that's like, yeah, you know, there's just something not quite right. I'm not sure what it is, but the problem is, is that we don't always listen to that second brain because. Our other brain is saying, oh, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Or our heart jumps in and says, you know, it'll be fine. You know, we'll make it work. <laughs> and then we realize after it's like, yeah, I should have listened. <laughs> so I want you to picture this. You're driving down a straight road and you get a hunch, whether from your gut or from uh, your heart, that says, prepare for the next right turn. And you're looking and visually you can't see a right turn. So you decide at that moment, that you're just going to continue to go straight. And as you continue to go straight, here comes the right turn. But unfortunately, because you weren't prepared, you either miss the right turn or you make the right turn, but it's a little messy. And that's what happened to us as, as people is that we either miss it or we make a mess of it because we don't listen, <laughs> right? I remember People just come into me saying, Carl, you just need to listen. And then I'll get my inner guidance that says, you just need to listen. And I'm like, what does that even mean? But listening really is trusting. Trusting that the information that is flowing to you, through you, while it may not seem logical to you in the moment, just prepare. Just prepare. It might make you look crazy. But you're not the one that's going to stay looking crazy at the end of the day. Because in hindsight, when you look back, you'll realize that it was just honestly giving you that hunch 
to prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for what's coming. And we're just talking about a straight road just now, but it could be a life-changing decision. It could be a job. It could be a family emergency. It could be so many things. It's just listening to that guidance. Like nobody knows you better than you. You're right. It's not easy to listen to ourselves because our our brains are so full of things and, and duties. And, you know, it's like a hamster in a cage and you've got that hamster in your head and it's going around and around and around. And then you have those, you know, those triggers and those traumas that you're dealing with. So the emotional part of it, and because of all of this is happening, you're surrounded by a cacophony of stuff that just, it's coming at you from all, all different directions. It's no wonder we can't listen to ourselves. We can't hear what's inside. And I know that meditation or can help, but people are afraid of meditating. And I'm just going to be upfront and say, you know what? I'm not crazy about it either because the idea of sitting still it's kind of like I sit still and it's like, okay, uh, I need to be moving and, you know, what's going on? And we think it needs to be so rigid. You know, we have to sit on a mat or a cushion and we have to meditate and go home and whatever, whatever we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, I find that, you know, if I'm driving, I'll turn off the radio and I just have my thoughts or I'll go for a walk and I'll leave music and I'll just, I'll just go for a walk. And that's when I listen. That's when I get a chance to solve perhaps some problems that are up or make a decision because I don't have anything else competing with my time. I call it noise. Yes. It's just a bunch of chatter that sometimes is unnecessary. Sometimes we are the ones creating it. And sometimes it's just a flow of the day and you're sometimes even taking on other people's stuff, especially if you're an empath, it's very easy for you to take on other people's noise. And I can understand why it's scary, especially if all you know is this noise, say I'm 35. If all I know is noise and then one day everything is just quiet, I'm going to be like, what's going on here? Like, what do I do with this? It's scary. It's so scary. So I'm not sitting here saying it as if, oh my God, I'm just going to snap my fingers and boom, I'm just going to enjoy it. It really is a process and you just have to find what works for you. So meditation might not work for you. Maybe just sitting, uh, listening to music, sitting in nature, you know, just having that quiet time to yourself. You don't have to necessarily meditate, but I do think it's very important for us on a daily basis to at least get I would say 15 minutes to ourselves, at least 15 minutes to ourselves, just to clear the noise out so we can move on for the next half of the day, because all it's doing is piling up. No wonder when it gets to Wednesday, we call it hump day. No wonder when we get to Wednesday, we're just exhausted because all of this chatter that's going on in our heads, it gets overwhelming and you just, you don't want to add anything else to it. So it's giving yourself the moment to unravel, unleash, release some of those chatters <laughs> so that you can, you know, clear up the mess and be able to add and take what you need because within that mess, there's something for you. It's just kind of, you have to organize it a bit better so you can get the value that's there for you. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one. 
Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundle, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. People sometimes fill their days with busyness. And part of that is that they don't either want to be alone with themselves and with their thoughts, or they don't know how to be alone with their thoughts, or they're scared to be alone with their thoughts because it gets back now to that childhood trauma, right? And out of sight, out of mind, it's like, you know what? If I if I don't think about it, then I don't have to deal with it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hide it away in a box, in that little bag that I was talking about, and I'm just going to put it away and I'm not going to deal with it. And they fill their days until finally the universe says, okay, you know what? I'm going to make you stop because you're not listening to me. You're not paying attention. And so I'm going to, I'm going to do something to make you stop. And then you have to listen to me and you have to be alone with your thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's not fun when the universe decides to do it. It's not fun. It really isn't. So, and I'm speaking to the workaholics out there, the ones that are working because they're trying to escape what is actually going on in their heads. Um, The ones that drink, the ones that decide to shop. Yeah, I'm talking to you. It's still going to be there. (laughs) Whether or not you, it's always going to be there. It's, and I've said this often, the only way out is just to go through it. And I know it's really tough. It is really tough to deal with those traumas that you've experienced, but I promise you on the other side is freedom, it's peace of mind, it's satisfaction, it's success. Because I know that the society that we live in today, they glamorize working hard. So when you see someone working hard, it's it's normal. You're like, oh, they're just a hard worker. They're just productive. Most of the times you could say maybe that's the truth, but they're about, I would say, three out of 10 times that this person is working really hard because they would rather do something that gives them a bit of satisfaction, that's temporary satisfaction, before they deal with the real mess that is just brewing. And then eventually when the universe shuts you down by giving you a a very terrible cold, uh, the flu, (laughs) it just knocks you down. You're like, why is this happening to me? It's because you didn't listen. Because you didn't listen, you didn't pay attention. You decided that you got the message too late. You know, back to your your analogy about something's telling you to take a sharp right and you decide, nope, I don't see it, so I'm not going to do it. And then the next thing you know, it's like, you know, you should have taken that sharp right. <laughs> it would have made all the difference. <laughs> so it gets me to ask, you know, why why don't we listen? I came up with a couple of reasons is like you said, we don't hear or we hear it, but we're too afraid of what the outcome might be. Or the last one that I came up with is we hear it, we listen halfway, then it feels a little bit too uncomfortable. And then we just pull out. We're like, nope, this is a little uncomfortable for me. And I'd rather stay in what I know than what I don't know, because certainty is safer than uncertainty. And the mind will always pick certainty and familiarity. Because the mind, um, you know, when it's a scary preposition, your mind is trying to protect you from what can possibly happen, you know, and, and I want to jump into what I think 
is the most important part of, of all of this is, is having faith, right? And hope. So faith and hope go hand in hand in my mind, you know, because they talk about having that leap of faith. You're making a decision to take a job, to leave an abusive situation, to make a change. You're making a life change, regardless of what it is. It could be super important or just what kind of car do I buy, <laughs> you know, but it's taking that leap of faith and saying, you know what? I don't know if I can do it. I don't know what's going to happen, but if I don't do something, then it's never going to happen. And this is the time for me to do it. And so having that faith that things will work out, but also having that hope that things will also work out. So faith to make that leap and hope that things will work out for you in the end, but we still have to do the work. We sure do. That first step is always going to be hard. It's always going to be hard. There's so many emotions that are coming up for us in that moment when there's uncertainty. The one advice that I would give, it's something that has worked for me, is if I'm excited and nervous at the same time, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because it's almost a part of me saying, if you don't do this, and this is for me, if you don't do this, you're going to regret it. And I, I'm not one for regrets. I'm not. So I look at it as I'm either going to win or I'm going to learn. And the way I see it, you're you're winning in both options. Because if you're learning, you're knowing you're at that point learning how not to do it next time. So it's a win-win situation. I look to look at things that are a win-win. Because again, if it's not a win-win, it's the ego. It's all about me versus it's all about us, you know, and whatever the us is. And and there's usually someone else involved in whatever it is we're doing, whether, you know, we decide that we're going to take this job, but how is it affecting our family, right? If we decide that we're going to jump into something that you have absolutely no idea what you're going to do, but the universe is telling you, you need to do this, right? And when I think about my podcast, I've spoken about this before. And I knew that because I had been thinking about it for a while. And, and it was last spring where I literally said to myself, if I don't do this now, I'm not going to do it. And I'm, I'm sure if I didn't do it then, I would have done it maybe this year or next year or some. But for some reason, it was like, if I don't do it now, that door is going to close. And I won't have that opportunity. And so for me, it was like, okay, I got to do this and it's costing me money and I have no idea where I'm going to get this money. <laughs> but, and it, you know, what's funny. I, I want to talk about, it takes me forever to choose the right purse, right? And, and it's a purse. It's like, it's a thing that's usually less than a hundred dollars. And I try to find it on a sale, but I'm talking about jumping in to do this podcast. And it was you know, a couple of thousand dollars. And I didn't hesitate. I'm like, yep, I'm in, you know, here's my money. <laughs> here's the money that I borrowed <laughs> to do this thing that I need to do. <laughs> I didn't hesitate. I just knew it was the right thing for me to do. And you talked about regrets. I've had no regrets since then. None. Good. I'm happy for you. Oh, the other reason why I'm happy for you, because I'm actually in the same position right now, where, well, let me tell you the story behind it first. When we met, I had just gotten back from what I would call a world tour. And something told me while driving on Broadway, it just screamed at me. And I was like, wait a minute. He's, they, 
it what, I don't know what it is, but it basically said to me, if you fail, if you don't succeed at what you're here to do, that's on you. When you get such a message in such an awkward way, (laughs) I will say, you're like, wait, wait a minute, sir. Like, what are you saying to me? And they repeated it. If you fail, because essentially what they were saying to me is, and this is my, I don't know, my guardian angel, my guidance, whatever it is, essentially saying to me that the table is already set for you. You just need to sit at the table. And if you don't sit at that table, that's on you. And since then, and you can see it, I've been everywhere. I've been doing everything that I set out to do and I've done it well. And it has gotten to the point now where I've decided, okay, I'm being pushed to do a podcast. And as soon as I opened my mouth to say, I'm going to do a podcast to a mentor of mine, she's like, well, I have the production team for you. And I'm like, it can't be that easy. But I'm telling you from experience that it can be that easy. It can. In fact, it is that easy. When you start listening without judgment, without, oh, all these excuses. Because the truth is, it is an excuse that you're coming up with because you're afraid of your own greatness. You're afraid that you're going to be so good that people are going to see you. And you want that, but you're also afraid of that. And I was very much afraid of people seeing me because... In my head and from experience, if people see me, I'm going to be harmed. And that may have been true back then, but for the version of me today, that is absolutely a lie. So we just need to stop telling ourselves lies that, yes, they feel true, but the truth of it is it's not. It may have been true back then, but it's not true right now. That's amazing. And I love that you are going to do a podcast, not just thinking about it, but you're going to do it. I love it because you have something valuable to share with the world. And just from hearing your voice talking about it, I, I hear the excitement. I also hear the, I don't know what it is, but it's, there's no fear. There's no hesitation. It's just like, I just want to, I just want to do it. I want to do it yesterday. I just want to get it started yesterday. Just like you said, just like you said, leap of faith, just do it. And the thing with about podcast is that I read somewhere that if you don't get past 10 episodes, then you just give up or, or it doesn't go any further. And part of that is, is why did you do it in the first place? You know, why are you doing a podcast? Why did you create this business? What is your why that is driving you? And if you know what your why is, it's, you know, it's that Northern star, it's that guiding light. It's that, it's something that's telling you, you are doing what you were meant to do. And it took me a while to believe in, in what I was offering, you know, and I, and I just want to share to our listeners that you and I are, are members of Made to Grow Project. And it's so funny because I just want to mention how, how you and I met. So Winnipeg Wine Women, uh, wait a minute, Wine Women Wellness, <laughs> lots of Debbie's there. They were having an event in the summer and it was at La Roca on Smith Street. And it was, a, it was going to be more of like a Mexican theme and, you know, they're going to have salsa dancing and so on. I came by myself and by the time I got there, you know, all the tables were full and they had this one table over off to the side. So I sat down and then you came in with another gal and I forgot her name. Sandrika. 
So you came in and of course, you know, while the other tables were full and you said, oh, you know, can, can we sit here? And I, absolutely. So you sat down, you were sitting to my left and, and the other gal was sitting across from me and we're just kind of sitting there kind of chatting. And you had talked about that you had just come back from traveling and you know how you missed Jamaica and, and just having like just a really lovely conversation. And then next thing I got a Facebook post that you were joining Made to Grow and I'm like, what? <laughs> and it's funny because I never mentioned anything to you that night. I didn't mention anything about Major Grow or that it was that I belonged to it. And yet you discovered it somehow and you decided, you know what, this is for me and you joined and here you are. And the reason I mentioned Major Grow is because Sherry, so Sherry and Nancy are are two of the the co-founders of Major Grow. And I remember talking to Sherry about it at the beginning when I first started my podcast. And I was feeling a little anxious and a little, you know, like, why am I doing this? You know, there's so many people out there doing coffee and, you know, so many people doing podcasts about coffee. And what am I going to offer that is different? What am I going to offer that is of a value? And who's going to listen to me? Who's going to care? And she said, stay in your lane, do what you are doing, because what you have to offer is different. Everybody offers something a little different. She mentioned the analogy of, you know, there's so many hairdressers in Winnipeg and you want to open open a hairdressing shop. So why not? You know, just because there's so many hairdressers doesn't mean that somebody isn't going to find you and want to, you know, go to see you. And not to worry about who's going to listen or who my audience is, because they will find you. They are looking for something that you can offer. You know, she said to me, you're about relationships, you're about connection, it's about community, it's about conversations, which is different than what everybody else offers. And it's all different. It doesn't mean one's better or worse or whatever. It's just that we all offer something a little different. I mean, if we are all the same, the world would be extremely boring. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so we need that variety. That's so true. It's funny that you mentioned that because I think that is probably why for all these years I didn't do a podcast because I'm like, oh, it's so saturated. What am I going to do? What am I supposed to talk about? I do, however, believe that it happened at the very right moment and it's happening at the right moment because I actually know my voice now. You know, we hear a lot of voices in our heads, but I know which voice belongs to me. And in knowing that and having that clarity, it makes it easier for me to show up in my power, right? And understand that how I once defined myself based on whatever experiences that I've had, those experiences don't define me anymore. And who I decide to show up as today, who I decide to show up as next week, whoever I decide to show up next year, I am the one that is choosing how to define, define that version, Right. Uh, I, I, and I say this because there's a lot of people walking around today that they're they're living based on someone else's definition. And it is so important for us to define ourselves. You know, we are worthy. And I know a lot of us don't feel like we are because of all the narratives that are spinning. It's having that belief in ourselves and belief in, in our power, because there's so many people around us that are quick to tell us why we can't do something where you're not qualified? Or why do you need to do that? Why can't you do something else? Why can't you be like everybody else? Why do you always have to put yourself out there? Why do you always... And, you know, talking about energy, you know, I've had people actually tell me that I'm too much. And I've had people physically and literally 
pulled away from me because I'm like, hey, you know, Miss Miss Extrovert, and I'm I'm excited, and you know, I want to tell you everything and tell all the stories, and and people are like, okay, whoa, like you know, just kind of settle down, right? And it's not on me. It's I, I have nothing to be ashamed about that I'm I have all, all this energy, and I just want to share it with the world. It's that well, first of all, to them, I'm a unicorn. <laughs> You know, I'm this mystical creature that they have absolutely no idea what to do with. They don't know how to talk to this person. They don't know what to do. And so they tend to feel a little uncomfortable. I can definitely relate to that. I grew up hearing I was too much. And it's something that I spoke to Laura um, from Made to Grow about today, where the I'm not enough belief, there are two sides to that coin. It's the I'm not enough and there's also the, you're too much. It's the same thing. You're basically saying the same thing. And just like you said, it really has nothing to do with me when someone says that I'm too whatever, fill in the blank. I'm too this. For me, I've what I've understood from that experience is I'm showing them a part of them that was not allowed to show up. You know, not everyone had the experience where we had the freedom to be these people and they don't even recognize that we had to fight to be able to stay the people that we are. And I, I if I'm going to be honest, I have not been me for more than two years. I'm 35. I'm 35. And I was a people pleaser for years because that's the only way I saw that I could survive essentially in this world until I made up my mind that no more, no more no more pleasing. It's my time to show up. Whether or not you see me as too much. And sometimes we can get a little bit extreme where we're just like, we're not considerate of others. But that person that will say to you that you're too much, what you are showing to them are parts of them that they were not allowed to share with the world and subconsciously had to push down. So you showing up, what you're doing is triggering them and I've always said, if I'm triggering you, say thank you. If you're <laughs> triggering me, I'm going to say thank you. So it's you tell you basically showing me parts of me that I can work through because I want to be a whole human being. I don't want to walk around where if somebody's smiling too much, somebody's too happy, I feel unhappy. Like what? It's compassion. It's kindness. That's what's missing from this world is here's the word accountability that's missing from this world is when I'm feeling what I'm feeling, it's my responsibility to process what I'm feeling. When you're feeling what you're feeling, it's your responsibility. And I know as empaths, we don't have something called boundaries. We want to take on everybody's stuff and that's not healthy for you as a human being. So boundaries are very, very important. Mm -hmm. And you know, they say, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. Oh, Child. Right? Oh boy. <sighs> oh, boy. It's getting back to that busyness. You know, why are we busy? Are we actually being productive? Are we like really being productive, getting the things done? You know, I think about Joanne, Joanne Zook, and uh, the work that she put into writing her book. She was productive. She had a mission. She had a vision of this book that she wanted to write, and she did it. She did the work. She put in the work. She did it. And now she has something to show for it and something that she's proud of, you know, and I think about the podcast that I'm doing, I do an episode every week. It's not always easy. There was a week where I had laryngitis and I couldn't record. So I, I just 
posted that, yep, I've got laryngitis, I can't do it. But otherwise, I would be doing it. And even now, my voice is not completely back to what it was because I still have that little bit of hoarseness in there. But it's not stopping me from continuing to do what I'm doing because I believe in what I'm doing. It's a, a passion of mine. It makes me happy to either share my story or to, you know, talk to wonderful people like you and and learn your story and share it with the world. And it gives me an opportunity to really get to know the other person, you know, to get to, to know you on a deeper level. And and talking about, you know, doing an episode every week and Joanne with her book, you know, those are situations where you're being totally productive because you have vision and you you want to complete whatever it is that you're doing. And there's something that's driving you to do it because it's too important not to do it. But so often we have this idea that we want to do something, but we don't have a goal or we don't have a purpose. And getting back to the why again, why are we doing this? You know, and if we don't understand what our why is, uh, we're just doing busy work. We're not actually doing anything productive. It's like, so how far along are you on, on your novel? Well, you know, I, I got the first chapter and, you know, I'm going to, you know, I got writer's block and I'm just going to take it, you know, I'll get back to it. And then you never write the book and you never finish the podcast and you never finish whatever it is that you set out to do because perhaps you lost your way. Yeah. It's all about intentionality for me. If you have an intention behind it, just as you said, your why your why will be that driving force. For me, I, I'll safely say, if I don't speak up, if I don't say all the things that I need to say, if I don't share the value that I have, there are people that will not have impact. And that's my why. If I am not saying what I need to say, somebody is missing out on the opportunity to change their life because I'm not the one changing it. They just need to hear. Sometimes they just need permission. That's the word permission to say, you know what, she went through it and she's still standing. Because I know it feels like death sometimes when we're going through a situation and we're like, well, if I don't know what's going on, I'll just stay where I am because that uncertainty, that certainty is better than that uncertainty. And I'm telling you, going through that uncertainty sometimes, you're still standing. It's going through the fire. It's like Phoenix, you know, rising from the ashes. It's like the fire is there, but it's not going to burn you. You know, it's not going to devour you. And it may feel like that sometimes, you know, like you're you're walking on hot coal or you're going through the fire and it's getting that unknown. It's like, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going in the right path, but again, having that faith and that hope that you're going to get there, you know, absolutely. Yes. Trusting your inner guidance for sure. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Before I let you go, I do want to ask about... The word time in the company named. So time, T-H-Y-M-E, is basically an herb and instead of T-I-M-E. So why did you choose that particular spelling? Growing up, I loved, love, love to cook. I was the one responsible for Christmas dinners. And if you wanted something spectacular, you would come to me. So I think in honing in on who I was at the time, Time <laughs> felt like it was very fitting to use with T-H-Y-M-E. So I just couldn't let it go. This was just the perfect opportunity for me to use it. Oh, I love that. And it totally makes a lot of sense because to me, the herb thyme tends to add a little bit of, not spice, but it's got a little bit of a, a little bit of something extra, you know, and that's what you are. You offer something a little extra. Oh, 
thank you. I like that. I'm going to write that one down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for being on this podcast with me and, and sharing your story. And, and I loved our conversation, you know, talking about trauma and overwhelm and owning our space and sharing our voice because that's so important. So thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. And the only thing I would leave with is share your story. Anyone listening, share your story, how you experienced it. It is going to be so freeing. No more excuses. It allows for you to have that awareness. And once you have that awareness, ah, the sky is absolutely your limit. So share your story. So until next time, share your story. Take that leap of faith. Have that hope that things are going to work out. And if the universe is telling you to take a sharp right, I would listen to that voice. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember... Anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.